0: Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production for Gore Common, in which we speak to small cap executives about big, important news that just happened with us today. Happy to have him back. He hasn't been here in a while. Kelvin Burton, head of IR over at American Creek Resources, trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol AMK. Now, for those of you new to the story, you got to listen to this, okay? This isn't your just typical exploration story at the end of the day. American Creek has got an impressive, I mean, crazy, impressive portfolio of high potential gold properties in uh, BC's prolific Golden Triangle, one of the richest areas of mineralization on the planet. But their flagship treaty creek is joint venture with Tudor Gold. Tudor Gold CEO is Walter Storm, who funded Osisko Gold and helped the company become a world-class gold mine, reaching a mark cap of $4.5 billion. So Walter goes looking for elephants and he's a JV partner here. On top of that, Eric Sprott has invested twice in private placements with American Greek resources. And on July 24th in the podcast, I'm going to read this. He said, it certainly looks like they have 20 million ounces and they could easily get to 30 or 40 or 50 million ounces of gold. That's what he said, July 24th, 2020. So this is not just, you know, that's why I I started this with, this isn't just your average gold exploration company. Great results yesterday.
1: Let's talk about them. Kelvin, welcome back to the show and happy new year. Well, Happy New Year to you, too. It's been an excellent program in 2020, and I'm sure we'll have one in 2021 as well, but we are here to talk about the flagship property, Treaty Creek. So let's talk about that. First of all, before we get into the drill results, you know, how are things going?
0: Because uh, it's been a while since we spoke. Mm -hmm. We know that, and maybe you can shed some light, uh, assay labs around the country have been slowed down by COVID. They're working probably one third the speed. That's delayed results. So you know, mm-hmm. you're probably getting results, you later than you expected. But otherwise, how are things going in general with the company? How happy are you guys with the, with the state
1: of progress? Well, we're actually thrilled with this program. And, you know, there's, there's a third person I want to mention, because you already talked about Walter and you talked about Eric. Um, uh, there's another key individual involved, and that's Ken Konkin. And he is the one, the, the geologist running the show. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the background, um, he was actually the head geologist uh, for Pretium right next door to us in the same hydrothermal system and, and one of the key people in bringing uh, the Bruce Jack mine into production. Um, he has some of the best awards you can get in Canada for a geologist and he had retired after kind of winning the Super Bowl of, of uh, mining oh, <laughs> by putting I a like mine. like that analogy. Yeah, it's, it's one of the highest grade mines in, in the world actually. And uh, he had retired and, and then he saw the results you know, off of Treaty Creek and he decided to become unretired and, and he's running the program and the perfect guy to do it. Uh, not only does he have you know, decades of experience, but literally decades of experience right in the golden triangle and right next to us as well. So he's been- Invaluable asset, you know, to have knowledge at the the company. He is because he had a very intimate knowledge, obviously of the project right next door to us, uh, which he was running. And also Seabridge is is right next to us with the KSM projects. And uh, he has a very intimate knowledge of that as well. So he can apply all of the good things and mistakes and successes and everything else that were taking place next to us and, and just apply the most effective thing and, uh, on, on Treaty Creek. And, um, and for anybody who hasn't read previous press releases, he's <laughs> expressed what I would say
0: uh, a great deal of enthusiasm. Oh, yes. For yeah. <laughs> results that have been coming
1: out all through 2020, the 2020 program. Absolutely, he has. and And in his mind, this has the potential to be, uh, you know, the most significant uh, thing within the Sulphurits hydrothermal system, which is really saying something. These are world-class deposits, and maybe we'll get into that part of it a little bit later. Yep. But I, I wanted to start with him, and, and you know, Walter had had talked about fast-tracking everything. Uh, this program was very significant um, in a number of ways. So, so first off, uh, there was uh, 45,600 meters drilled, I believe. Over the summer, they went in much earlier. Typically, in the Steward area, you're looking at July through the end of September, about a three month window. And and these guys went in the first week of May, and they didn't leave till the first week of December. (laughs) Wow! It's it worked, guys. Yeah, it, it was really really good. And and there was other challenges too. And and that, of course, you've already mentioned COVID and and then on top of covid th- there was just a really really lousy summer uh, up in stewart bc the fog was just socked in there all the time and constant raining and everything else and a lot of programs uh, up there were either cancelled or they only got a couple of their drills in or they had to end early due to logistics and weather and covid as well and hey well, if, you, lot-
0: if you're going to find a mountain of gold Nature is going to make exactly easy on you sometimes. No, right?
1: it, it, it doesn't. And it actually, credit it has to go to Sean Pinnell for that as well, because he runs their logistics and their drilling and that type of thing. And so it's really the whole team, right? It's a, a teamwork thing. And they've all worked a very successful program uh, this last year. So we're really pleased with it. And we just got the last results. Yep. I'm going to read the headline here. This, sure. is, this is why it's beyond
0: the press release. American Creek JV partner Tudor Gold intersects three point. I'm going to round up three point three grams per ton of gold equivalent over eighty two and a half meters, and that's within five hundred thirty meters of point nine nine nine. I'm going to go and say one gram per ton of gold equivalent. Very Boulder View Creek. (laughs) Three nines you can round up and we're not going to get a regulator call this up. I don't think it was a hard time over that. I, I'm confident. So, Hey, how good are these results put it into perspective? Cause look, everyone, very few people at home are geologists or experts and all this. Sure. Put these into perspective. How happy were you guys when you saw these results? How good um, are they for the project?
1: Yeah, you know what? Uh, and, and these are infill holes and they're fantastic. It, it, the purpose of the infill holes of course is for a resource calculation, right? Which they're working on right now. Um, and uh, we, when you get these types of depths, um, perhaps what I uh, should do is, um, is, is look at the size of this thing and the depth, and then I'll look at the actual holes. So, right. the,
0: so I'm going to bring up a graphic
1: here. Yeah, there was an image I sent you there <clears throat> just to kind of give you an idea of, of what this looks like. Nice. Okay. Give me a second
0: here. Yeah. Now I'm going to bring up. This, for those is. of you who don't know what you're looking at,
1: <laughs>
0: that's a slice of downtown Toronto. This is the CN Tower, which Kelvin you referred to in the past in a way for people to understand the depth, yes, of uh, of Treaty Creek. Yeah, but you've got this, you've delineated this unbelievable zone here, uh, just to show us how big Gold Storm is. So, what tell us what we got, what we're looking at. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, yeah. So I've used the CN Tower many times just because people have a, an understanding of how big or tall that is for depth. And then I thought, well, you know, I wonder what uh, Goldstorm would look like in its current form uh, in downtown Toronto. So yeah, if you if you take the uh, the uh, Peter Street, which turns into uh, Blue Jays Way, right on the the corner of Rogers Stadium there, and you go out to the coast, and then you just follow the rail line going. East, and then you go back out. That, that, that's Young Street actually is what it gets to on the other end. Um, <clears throat> that's about 1230 meters. And we think the Gold Storm right now is about 1250. So it's almost exact. And then <clears throat> back out to the, uh, the water there, which, which ranges on this image between about uh, uh, five, 550 meters to 650 meters in width. So if you take that kind of block there and then, um, and I mean that's
0: big for anybody who knows Toronto. There's probably, probably going to be a lot of people, especially people who visit here. That's, <laughs> that's that's massive. And kudos to you, by the way, because typically people show, you know, a a, pro, a photo of the project on a mountain or somewhere and have these red lines. You don't, you have nothing to to give you perspective. But this is amazing to give you perspective of how big just Goldstorm is.
1: Yeah, and, and in terms of depth, um, you know the 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 system. Uh, go. We're at 1,400 meters, and there's still there's still mineralization there, right? That's two and a half times the CN Tower there, um, <clears throat> and so. Uh, but there's a critical zone there called the 300 zone, and that's the, kind of the first 300 meters close to surface down, and it, it actually, it's an enriched area and uh, potentially suitable for open pit design. And so we believe that 300 zone is in and around one gram per ton gold. And so um, if you look at that, that would be about halfway up the, the CN tower in terms of depth, but the actual system goes much deeper than that. Um, <clears throat> perhaps if you were to look at the next image that I sent you, we, we can look at here. It some of those actual numbers there but let me make sure I don't click on the wrong image here Well, that's the white one you got it (laughs) we're playing
0: we're playing image roulette right here (laughs) okay we're good (laughs) what are we looking at here my man
1: so you know here we have another image uh, of of Toronto and you, you can see the the height of the CN Tower much better on on this kind of level and, and how it just towers over top of everything. It's equivalent to about 147 stories is, is what that is. And as far as these drill holes go, go I'm not gonna go over all of them. I'm just gonna go over the two that were in this pre- last press release. And, and they're the two that you just mentioned here. And that's that's number 91 and 92. Uh, so let me, hi- There's oh, I can't highlight here, but there's 91 right here. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, as you just mentioned, it's, it's almost, <clears throat> well, he, he, here's the cool part is, Uh, this one is not the one you mentioned this is another one and this yeah let me
0: just for everyone 0.85 grams per ton of gold over 1033 meters including 1.11 grams per ton of gold over 533 meters I mean that's just massive no am I am I missing but maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't be the one put in perspective I'm excited when I see it but you tell us how big is that
1: yeah, sure. <laughs> well, again, just looking at the image and the reason why I threw the image on here is because, you know, you were just over a gram for literally about the height of the, the CN tower there. But it's really part of something that goes almost twice that deep at just under a gram, which is just incredible. And then the one that you did mention is right below that number 92. And we basically have, an again, another gram over the height of the CN tower. And then we have this 82 meter section, and and just so you know, if you're looking at the CN Tower, kind of above the observation deck there, uh, up to the very peak is about 100 meters, and so we have 82 meters of 3.3 grams per ton gold. And if you just <clears throat> look down, you know. By this the way, with-
0: for at home, Calvin, those are what number? What you know? What's the base? How does it compare to the base grams per ton number that of gold equivalent that you would need? versus what you're getting there with
1: the 3.3. Yeah, sure. So um, interesting question. I'll, I'll just put it this way, that the average mine in the world uh, mines at about 1.06 to 1.1 grams per ton gold. So okay. we're, we're right there. So yeah, we're, we're right there. Uh, there there's um, mines in Northern BC that are uh, mining at 0.67 grams per ton gold equivalent and, and they're profitable. So uh, certainly this is within the realm of, of being mineable. I mean, obviously you keep going down the road and you come up with feasibilities and so forth uh, on that and they'll determine that down the road but this is certainly in the ball game which is why we're so excited about it. And um, pretty much any of the uh, holes listed here or other ones that you'll see where you have high, higher grade intervals, there are, most of those are from the surface so they're in that 300 zone that I've been talking about, and so you know, that that's that's pretty amazing <laughs> when you look at that for size. So we're we're excited about the holes that we just got, um, and uh, it's it's open still to the north, east, and to the southeast, and and uh, we we have a long ways to go. Like I, I've mentioned this to you before, George, but the 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 magneto telluric survey that that we did well, the, the Tudor did back in 16. It's the same kind of survey that helped KSM find their, their deep deposits and the snow find uh, its depth and that type of thing. And um, I mean, that, that we have a long ways to go on this. We're, we're, we're not close to the edge. It's been accurate so far. I hope it continues to be accurate. I can't tell you it's gonna be, <laughs> but there's certainly potential for this to be far larger than what it is. And we're even excited about where it is, but it, it could be bigger than that.
0: And let's talk about that. Cause obviously the question in everyone's mind, what everyone's been waiting for was, I think there was an expectation at the start of 2020 that a resource calculation could mm-hmm. could be reasonably expected by the end of the year, by December. Mm-hmm. Obviously COVID knocked that all off track. Assay labs are way behind. Yep. Uh, so here we are um, in January. Okay. What is the word? What, what, what's the, uh, what are you guys telling people about when that resource calc? Cause look, Eric Sprott is saying it certainly looks like they have 20 million ounces could easily get to 30, 40 or 50, yeah. you know, million ounces. So people are anxious, uh, holding their breath. What can you,
1: what update can you give us there? Sure. Obviously I don't have hard numbers because it's not, not on my ball court, but, um, we're looking at the next few months is, is what, uh, uh, Tutor has said and and co- as far as size is concerned again I can't predict that I know that in no more
0: timing there's more timing I was asking yeah yeah we' wouldn't ask you about the size yeah I mean, I'd like to but I know you can't say anything
1: and, and it comes out when it comes out and we can't determine that but I think it'll be very significant once we do I think we'll be included in a lot more um uh, materials uh because we'll have a definitive number right of, of what's there and so uh i do want to talk a little bit about what's there and the potential so there were three holes that were drilled not on the gold storm zone that we were just talking about there was three holes on another one called the perfect storm and uh there's an image here that i just want to take w- which on. on its own
0: can be uh, which on its own can be bigger not big, as is like rivaling gold storm right all uh,
1: well all actually yeah
0: is about gold storm
1: it, it looks like it has potential to be bigger than gold storm that's unbelievable um, <laughs> and and i'll just talk you about it briefly so it's it's called the uh, the perfect storm uh, zone or, or they call it psz i guess is the abbreviation for it but uh, going back to the geology of this whole system and back to ken conk and he he talks about the rhythm of the system and the sequencing and everything else and as you can see on this image here starting at the bottom and uh, which is south and going north, you can see there's this string of pearls, is what he calls them, right? Starting with the Kerr, the sulfurets, the Mitchell, the Iron Cap. And then we have the, the Gold Storm listed there. And each of these are about two and a half kilometers approximately apart. The yep. Gold is about, about five kilometers away. And then in between those is where the perfect storm is. So, um, it has all the same characteristics as these other deposits have had, but just hadn't been drilled yet. So it's it's along the. the
0: I mean, but it's we're sitting there right dead smack in the middle.
1: Yeah. It is. It's and, and geologically, there's actually very specific reasons why it should. You know, it, it it's it's along what we believe to be the extension of the the sulfuret's hydrothermal um, uh, uh, fault line, and. Uh, and it's also along the Kaiba line, which is a, a very significant marker between two different types of bedrock geology, where these big deposits are found and it has the right type of geoclastic sequencing and that type of thing on it. Um, but as Ken pointed out, it's just in the right spot. It,
0: <laughs> I mean, th- I, even, a, all us non-geologists at home, yeah, it's staring just at this spot. image right now, can say that looks pretty great to me. It's in between iron cap, yeah.
1: gold storm, gold
0: I mean, can't can't look. It can't be any better situated.
1: What happened this year with that was that there was uh, three holes that were drilled, and um, all three of them came back mineralized. And one of the issues was is they didn't have permits to drill where they wanted to drill, so they kind of drilled as close as they could, (laughs) which wasn't really the ideal spot. But in in all three of them, they actually hit wide bands of of mineralization in there. Um, In this case, about a half a gram. Uh, per ton gold, but again, they were kind of just on the edges of of what they think is is going to be there. So there's just tremendous promise in that deposit. You'll see on the same image here another one called um, uh, PS2 with a question mark. Uh, that that's potentially a, another deposit there. A perfect Storm Two, if you don't oh, have a better there. name for it. Um, and so again, it's all part of this incredibly large hydrothermal system that reaches right from the southern end of, of both Predium and Seabridge's property and goes up to uh, where we think about the, the PS2 is. So um, we'll end off one more question about, yeah. about about that,
0: which is, all right, so right now there's enough, enough drilling is taking place and great job by Conk and his group to go on from, from May to December. That's unbelievable. So the and, but should we should we be expecting any more results by the way or is that it for the 2020
1: program? That, that's it for the 2020 program okay. and that's everything that they need for uh, their uh, maiden resource calculation. Yeah, for and, and important to say that maiden right initial
0: because yeah. they are going to be doing more work. I don't uh, we won't spend a lot of time on that because you know right now people are like give me the first resource assessment then we'll start thinking about dr- yeah, continued drilling. But yeah. uh, how aggressive are they going to be? going forward uh, as they
1: continue to drill? Well, uh, as, as Walter Storm said in this last press release here, they really want to fast track things. And so, uh, and they explained a few things in there that they're going to do in terms of their permits for explosives and so forth to, to be able to have avalanche control to allow them in just as early as possible. So, you know, I expect at least the beginning of May, perhaps even earlier, we'll have to see. Um, and uh, I I think they're going to hit it at least as hard (laughs) this this coming year is what they have right now. And, you know, one of the really significant things about this style of deposit, George, is the scale of it allows uh, a mining company to mine for potentially 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. If we look at the other deposits in the area, so as an example, the KSM, right, they have a 50 year mine life, you know, uh, you know, plan in place. And one of the issues with that right now is, is this, this talk about peak gold, right? And are we at peak gold? Aren't we? I I don't know that I know the answer to that, but I know that the large deposits are becoming harder and harder to find and more remote and more costly. And um, they're, they're just not getting them the way that they used to. And so this one fits, sits in a very unique position yep. in that way. A, a lot of deposits that are being developed now, they're designed to last between seven to 12 years, right? Even the one that, um, the you know, Cisco had the Malarctic mine, cause you already brought that up. Walter Storm was involved in that one, right? It had a 10 year, you know, shelf life on it. They've managed to extend it a couple of years, but these are the kind of ranges that, and so, uh, to have something that has the potential to be generational. Opposed- to
0: outlive all of us. Knock yeah, on wood.
1: To outlive us. <laughs> you know,
0: From uh, my deathbed, I'll be telling my kids,
1: don't sell the American. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, don't you dare sell. <laughs> so it, it's, it, it's quite exciting on, on that level. You know, there, there are other huge deposits out there, um, but almost without exception, you know, they're found in AK 47 jurisdictions or they're yeah. found in very, very poor logistical situations where your capex can just be through the roof. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: but the goal, where you are right now, there's it's, work is going on, logistics are in place. People have it all figured out.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, well, all around of you, so that's, that's us beautiful. Now, but for those who haven't, you know, 20 kilometers away from a highway, an hour and a half from there to a bulk shipping terminal right on the West coast. That's so a
0: lot of good company.
1: Open year round, cheapest power in the world, 20 kilometers away on, on the highway. So it's a lot of the big logistical challenges are are uh, kind of out of the way for us compared to a lot of other projects that are out there.
0: And if that was everything the company had, every shareholder would be very happy, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. all are. Oh for yes. The most part. Most, you never have all, even the Pope doesn't have hundred percent, you know, approval rating, but you know, most people are very, very happy with how American Creek has pr- uh, progressed and now looking really forward to this maiden resource estimate. And if that was everything, that'd be great. But uh, on top of that, Treaty Creek is so big, that's actually overshadowing some mm-hmm. other assets. So we for example, the past producing high grade Dunwell mine, mm-hmm. right. Which is located on the richest part of the golden triangle. Yeah. Uh, is getting no love. So you announced that you received shareholder approval in December right. for the spin-out of the non-Treated Creek assets into Stinger Resources. Uh, how's that looking? You know, and I, I know, you, you know it looks like you're aiming for end of January. Maybe any update there on... And that's going to be a nice bonus for American Creek investors, right? They're going to get a, like a, yeah. a bonus there.
1: Absolutely. We, we kind of decided to create a subsidiary the long and hard and expensive way but that allowed every shareholder to benefit from that because they don't have to buy into the new company, they just own a pro rata percentage in, in Stinger that they already have in American Creek. So, there's a lot of details for that in terms of you know everything from its ticker to when the cutoff be as to buying American Creek shares and getting some Stinger as well. You don't have those dates yet, simply because the, the two um areas that we work in both legally and with the exchange um just due to covid uh, uh, it's a slower process yep. than yep. you know you're we hoping to know by the end of last month i'll tell you what when we do find out we'll do a press release and we'll do another interview with you maybe i can get darren to do the next one
0: well that would be <laughs> yeah. just dandy you know but just for us time,
1: just for us time, right everyone who buys American Creek is also going to get stinger shares as well and there's a lot of great projects that are going to be within that company and it can grow on its own and then we'll have Treaty Creek growing within American Creek and you're going to benefit both ways
0: yeah that's always uh, that's always a benefit so and, and a great bonus especially for all the American Creek shareholders who've been around since the since the darker days, right? There was, you know, there was times, time. <laughs> when, there were times when things were bleak, and now, you know, congratulations to all of them. We've been around for a long time, but there are people watching this or listening to this that have been yeah. around for even longer. That's so, right. You know, congratulations to all of them. Kelvin, thanks okay. so much for joining us today. Amazing update. Looking forward to a really eventful 2021, especially this first few months. Here, yeah. we're going to see the spin-off Stinger at some point. We're going to see a resource at the maiden resource estimate. So the first few months here of 2021 are going to be really exciting. And, and we're happy to, we're really happy to be a part of it with you and can't wait for you guys to come back on. Thanks so much, George. You've been watching Kelvin Burton, head of investor relations at American Creek resources, trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol AMK. Uh, you've heard what he's had to say, and maybe even listened to what he's had to say via podcast. But um you know, do your due diligence. It's early January. There's a lot going on with American Creek, as you can see. Great partnerships, uh, great investors in the in 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 the likes of Eric Sprott. So it's up to you now. Do your due diligence and hopefully you discover your next great small cap junior resources company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time.